Welcome to the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow. Well, hey, friends, welcome back to the Switch Leader Podcast. My name is Josh Baldwin, and I'm your host. I'm here today with a really special guest. Her name is Allison Evans, and I've had the opportunity to work on Allie's team for a long time. Allie, thanks for joining us. We're really glad that you're here. Will you take just a minute and just kind of let everybody know what your role is here at the church? Yes. First of all, Josh, I'm so pumped to be here. I love it anytime that I get an email from you because I think that it's going to be about the podcast. So thank you for the <laughs> opportunity to to have a chance to appreciate um, the leaders who serve in Switch this way and to hopefully share a little bit with them. Again, I am Allie Evans. I've been on staff at Life Church for 21 years. I'm in my 22nd <laughs> year, which is insane. Um, I am title doesn't matter, but what I get to do is I get to be a part of the team that leads all of Live Kids, all of Switch, and all of our internship programs. So essentially, we call it the next-gen ministry of Live Church. So all of those emerging folks and then also their parents. So I'm the central group leader for next-gen ministries at Live Church, and it is an incredible honor to continue to be able to be a part of leading and investing in those who lead and invest in the emerging generation. Yes. Many of you listening, obviously you serve in Switch. If you've served in Life Kids, anywhere in NextGen, if you know somebody that's been a part of that internship team, they have experienced being under the leadership of a team that Ali is a part of. You have always been great with being genuine and you just are who you are. And it's the reason people have loved following you so much. The topic that we're going to talk about today, we're covering our third topic on the lead small idea, and it is partnering with parents. And so- Partnering with parents, that concept, it's like, yeah, that sounds important. I can understand why that would be important. But you actually have some really unique perspective in that you're a mom, you're a small group leader in Switch, and you have worked, like you said, in next-gen ministry, did you say for 21 years? Yeah. 21 years? So crazy. So just for a little while. So yeah. you just for a little while, you've been in next-gen ministry. So you just have a lot of experience, which has allowed you to have unique perspective and get to see Man, I'm sure so many like different stories and maybe some crazy things unfold over the years, but you've just got a lot of experience. And I think that that's a perspective that would be valuable for each of us to hear. So could you just share with us maybe to start off, why is this so important to you? Uh, that's such a great question. And it does seem obvious, right, when you talk about Next Gen Ministry or educators, right, teachers at schools or coaches, Like, we've got to partner with parents. That sounds like the right thing to say. But the truth is, it can be intimidating. Sometimes you feel like maybe parents don't want to be partnered with. There's, There's a lot of things that might create some anxiety about partnering with parents. But the why is what we have to hang our hats on. So let's just start with how God created us. God created us to be in community. It doesn't mean you need to be in a life group with all the parents of your students in your switch group. But what it means is that we're not supposed to do any element of our lives alone. For those of you who are parents, so I'm going to speak as a parent for a minute. As a parent, we can feel very isolated. We always think that our child is the only one who's blank right now. Mm -hmm. Our child is the only one who's being rebellious. Our child is the only one who's not listening. And as a Christian parent, we can be even more isolated because we shouldn't admit that potentially we haven't been doing the greatest job as a parent. But God created us to be in community. So we should be sharing our lives with people who are maybe in the same stage of parenting as we are, 
You should have some friends who have kids around the same, and maybe some friends who are a few stages past your children's age that you could learn from, right? But think of, when we think about partnering with parents, the value to a parent to have, to know that the teachers in their classrooms, the coaches that coach their football team, their cheer team, whatever that is, and their leaders at church are all part of each parent's community. We're all on the same page. We're all wrapping around that parent, and we're essentially wrapping around the student to make sure that as the parent, the small group leader, the coach, the teacher, even our high school students, in some cases their boss is really invested in the kids that work at their their establishment. Right. Parents need that community around them. The trick is, Josh, is so many parents either don't, don't, don't need it, don't think they need it, don't want to admit they need it, don't think they need it, mm-hmm. until we find ourselves, as a parent, we find ourselves in crisis oftentimes. Right. When we find ourselves in crisis, we're thinking, oh my goodness, what do I do? Who do I call? That's why it's so important that as switch group leaders, every parent has your number. They know how to get right. a hold of you. We'll get into the how later, but when a parent finds themselves in crisis, they need to know that you're available. And it may be awkward for them, but it won't be awkward for you because they may hit you back. You've been texting them every week and they've never responded to your text. And one day you're going to get a call or a text from them. And they're going to say, hey, Josh, thank you so much for caring about my son. There's some things going on I need to share with you. And I'm hoping you can help me. That's when the rubber meets the road. Now, also, There are parents who want to have a community of people around them to celebrate what's happening in their kids' lives, right? When our kid has gone through a challenge or they've experienced some anxieties or tensions or they've had relational trouble at school or whatever that is, and they've broken through, a parent wants to have that community around them, which should include their switch group leader, to celebrate with them. That we all know that, you know, Bracken has finally broken through. He's making friends at school Mm -hmm. and he's so excited to to show up at school every week. Or he finally prayed with his switch group. Like that parent wants to have people in their corner to share those celebrations with. And being a switch group leader can be so much a part of that. That's so good. Honestly, there are gazillions of reasons why partnering with parents is so important. But I can't think of a better reason than this. There have been times when I have stories, there are many switch leaders that have stories like this, Life Kids Leaders, that as we add value to their family, as we show them we care about your child, God loves your your young person, it does something in the hearts of parents and it reminds them for those who maybe aren't as connected spiritually, maybe they don't have a relationship with Jesus, maybe they've stopped attending church or there's some distance between them and Jesus, them as the parent. Oftentimes, as the church leans into a relationship with them through the partnership um, around their child, it inspires them to reconnect at a church, hopefully our church where they can attend with their student. Um, It inspires them to begin serving. Oftentimes, students begin serving uh, because of the influence of Switch in their lives. They'll begin serving on the weekend and a parent will follow suit. And it's interesting that as we influence a young person, a parent will then engage their spiritual walk again, which is great, or for the first time. So I can't think of a better reason to partner with parents than that. 
I literally just had probably a 15 minute conversation with a sixth grade student this weekend. He's great. And I was just challenging him to lead his group. You know, I was like, man, you've, you got four kids in your group of 15 that are serving by the end of the month. I want you to turn that into eight. And I said, like, I just kind of had this challenging conversation. He said, I'm going to do it. And he said, you know, my, I used to come by myself, but I got my family to come to church and I'm trying to get them to start serving now too. I love that. And you're just, it's, it's this really cool thing where in student ministry, we're always thinking, you know, I'm, I'm here to influence the student. In reality, we have such an incredible opportunity to influence the family. So I have kids, you have kids. We get to cheat a little bit in the sense of understanding why it matters. So uh, my, my oldest will start and switch in June. So he'll, he'll begin and switch. And that's such a like, I'm like, are you, I had no kids when I started in youth ministry. So this is a really, really weird and came faster than I thought season, but it has even heightened my awareness of how much I want his switch leader to be so active and intentional in his life. And I realized though, not every parent is me. And so not every parent, not every parent grew up in the church and understands the value that can be added. I grew I had a small group leader that added value to my life. So it's easy for me to know I want my kid to have that. And so some of you are leading small groups where you have those parents and they're like begging you to be involved. And it's, it's easy and you have this great relationship. And then some of you have parents where you're going, man, I have literally never seen them. Like the, the kid comes by themselves parent is not involved in the church. I've tried to reach out a couple of times. They're not responding. This is not easy. And so I'm going to, I'm going to affirm you a little. I've been a youth pastor for 11 years and partnering with parents is still not easy. It is still one of the most challenging things that we do in youth ministry. I expect that that might not change. And it still is one of the most rewarding things that we do in youth ministry. And Absolutely. so oftentimes the, the things that are hard are the things that are most rewarding. And so Allie, knowing that and knowing that we've got people who maybe there, maybe there's some who are going, Hey, I've got this one parent that I'm connecting with, but man, like there's these five others and this is hard and they're not connecting. Or we've got some new leaders listening and you're going, this is all foreign to me. And I'm really not sure where to begin. This sounds like a really great thing that I want to do and I don't want to screw it up. But how do you like actually do this? Like, how do I tangibly do things that would allow me to partner with parents? Because I recognize that they have a huge influence in the life of their student and I want to be on their team. So how do we do that well? So good. And it is. It's, it is so intimidating. Here's the thing. I think partnering with parents sounds big because it is. When yeah. those when that actually happens, it's incredibly powerful and all kinds of amazing things can happen. But I want to, let's just say no. Know your parents. Help them mm-hmm. know you. Like, let's just start there. Baseline. Start a group text of the, all the parents of the kids in your group. And introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Allie Evans. I am co-leaders with Trina Pratts, and we lead your amazing girls every Wednesday night. If you need me, here I am. That's, I mean, just the easiest thing. Now you're in their phone. If they ever need you, you're in their phone. And you can then, just as often as it feels 
relevant or appropriate, reach out to the group in the group text. Hey, super pumped for the next four weeks. This is what we're exploring. I don't know if you've ever downloaded the YouVersion Bible app, but we're going to be going through these texts, or there is this reading plan that we're going to be walking through with your kids, and we want you to be aware of that reading plan. Little things like that. And and just know that when you don't ever hear back from any of the 15 of them, that's okay. <laughs> they know you exist. And like I said, oftentimes we won't get hit back by a parent until they need us. And that's okay, right? They're also going to be a, a parent or two maybe in your group that is the opposite. They Like you were mentioning, they want to know everything. They want to know everything that you're doing. They want to potentially come serve alongside you. And they're going to say that they can't because their kid would kill them if they you know, showed up to a night of switch. But man, how can I be involved? Man, if you get one of those, that's a gym and capitalize on that. But mm-hmm. connect with them. And having them in a group text is the lowest hanging fruit right? That's the easiest. When you can, oftentimes parents like the text, you know, because that is informative. They can get information or they can get some something about their, their child without feeling like they need to pick up the phone and talk to you because that feels awkward for a lot of parents. I don't know this person that's serving at Switch. Right. I don't even go to church. This is kind of weird for me. But you can individually text a parent and say, hey, I just wanted you to know you have raised an amazing kid. You know, I do this all the time. I, this is probably my most favorite way to connect. Again, I wouldn't call that partnering with parents yet, but it's a way to connect with parents. I am okay. so glad that Taylor shows up on Wednesday nights because when she asks questions in our small group, it always challenges the rest of us, including the leaders who lead the group. Thank you so much for raising such an amazing kid. What parent doesn't want to hear the great things about their about their young person, right? We all need that. Okay, so a step up from that then is, and again, just informing them, here's something that's coming up in Switch, or then again, praising their young person is always going to be a win. But show up where they show up. Where is it that you might intersect with a parent? Is it at the basketball game? Here's one of the things that I love about how at the campus where I get to lead, Josh, is our coaches when they add people to our group, they're thoughtful about what schools those girls are in. And so I tend to have girls from the same school, right? Which makes it easy. When I go to a basketball game, two of the girls are on the basketball team and like five of them are in the stands, right? Mm -hmm. And their parents. So that makes it really easy. When I show up at a basketball game, I get to see a lot of my students and a lot of their parents. And I always tell the girls, Hey, introduce me to your mom. I haven't met her in person, but she and I have been texting back and forth for the last couple of months. Or your dad's not in our text. I typically make my group as generally moms because I lead girls and I'm a female. So I typically have just moms in my group. Although I do, I have had a single dad who was added to the group and he was super fun about it and always made jokes about being the only dad in the group. Even though I don't think I ever met that dad in person, he always engaged in our group text, which was so valuable. Mm -hmm. But show up where they're showing up. That's incredibly important to them. Um, It shows them that you actually do care. And it's funny when a parent has the epiphany or the light bulb moment that you're a volunteer, that you're not getting paid to show up to this basketball Mm -hmm. game. I can't tell you. It's like triple quadruple impact. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, you have a family, you have a life and here you are showing up at this game. Another thing too, is being in tune to what may be happening in culture 
for parents knowing that, you know, there's something happening on TikTok that you know that parents are kind of alarmed about, or maybe there's been something that's happened in your community, you know, potentially a suicide. Different things right. can be happening around your your students. And being aware of those things and supplying the parents in your group with a resource to help them navigate something that they're probably experiencing at home. Sometimes you have the benefit of knowing something specific or they've reached out to you and asked you for a resource, but you can sometimes get ahead of the ball. Here's some things we know the girls are talking about at Switch. Their really body image is, is off the chain. It's always an issue, but for some reason right now, it's really ridiculous. And I just wanted to get something in your hands. Here's what scripture says about what we should believe about our identities and this may help you have great conversations with your girls about body image or what have you. Does that make sense, Josh? It's good. Yep. That's so, so getting good. ahead and helping some, them with some resources. Some of the things that you're saying, like I, when when you were talking about, you know, celebrate the wins, like let them know that they've got a great kid. Sometimes it's really important for us to keep in mind if the school calls a parent, it is not a good thing. So, like, do you ever? Right. I, did a school ever call and you're like, oh yes. The school's calling. <laughs> this is going to be great news. Like no one does that. So it, if right. the school calls me, it means one of my kids is sick every time. All right. Yeah. Or I'm going to be honest. There was one time that maybe he had done some, made some poor decisions. Right. So there's, there, right. But it was not good news. There was never like good for Sam. And so good right. for Eli. There, there just wasn't. So if, if we're not careful, we'll find ourselves actually being just like the school in that the only time we reach out to a parent is when we have to because something bad was brought to our attention or you know something concerning or, or alarming that we're like hey we got to let them know or something that they've been disrespectful and we're trying to walk through it with them and that's part of the reason why we have to be so intentional to make sure no I, they need to hear some good things from me so that every time i reach out they're not thinking uh man they're reaching out to me again because you don't want to be that person. Like you don't want to be the person that they don't want to pick up the phone when you call. You want to be the person that they do want to pick up the phone because they know, right. hey, when this person calls, they're often calling to celebrate something about my kid. And yeah. I deal with enough stuff. I, I could handle somebody else celebrating my kid. That would be right. just great. And so like <laughs> you were saying, it's low hanging fruit. It's the easy stuff. And it doesn't mean that well, I, you know, I'm just waiting for them to like do something that's incredible so I can call their parent. No, it's sometimes it's just going, you know what? They were they were kind of a leader in group today. Like they there was a kid going through something and they responded with a ton of grace and really helped love that kid. And so I'm going to I'm going to call their mom and I'm just going to say, "Hey, I just wanted you to know, I really think you'd be proud of the way your daughter responded tonight." Yes. Like tonight your daughter responded in a way that made a kid that felt like everybody was going to judge her instead leave feeling like people were on her team and it didn't require adults to do it because your kids stepped in and That's awesome. those are the kind of things i'm a dad if somebody calls me and tells me that i'm like i'm over the moon right like i'm ex i'm so excited about that and i think that those are the, those are things that are going to be really really important for us to do we we want to be the positive we want to be the positive reinforcement we want to celebrate the wins because if we are then we can be trusted to walk through the hard stuff. Whereas if we're only calling with the hard stuff, then we're kind of just the bearer of bad news. And right. nobody really wants to be that. So, so we, Ali, we, talk, we talked about the why, and it's very, very clear why this is important. We talked about the what, that there's some very practical ways 
that this can be done. As as we have leaders listening who some who are maybe experiencing wins and losses with different families, some who maybe are in a place where they're going, literally, I have never done this well. I've been a switch leader for five years. And if I'm being honest with you, partnering with parents has been something that I have failed at. So if that's you, keep listening because it's not something you need to give up on. If you're if you have those leaders and they're listening right now, is there anything that any words of encouragement or clarity that you would want to bring to them, something that you would want them to hear so that they can keep moving forward and not give up wherever they are? Well, I think you just said it. Keep moving forward and don't give up. Um, again, one of probably the most meaningful connection that I ever had with a parent was a, a mom that was part of the group text. So she got all the the things that I sent to the group. I hit her up a few times independently. I had to verify with her daughter that I actually had her correct phone number because I never heard back from her. The student wasn't super consistent. So that was even interesting and and hard to connect with mom. I wasn't even seeing the daughter very often. But what happened was eventually after about probably a year, I think it was two semesters of connecting with this mom I did have the right phone number. She never reached out to me. We were in the middle of a, I can't remember if it was snow and ice or or what the deal was, but Switch had shut down that particular night. What, isn't it funny that bad weather always happens on Wednesday night? What is that? Come on, wild weather Wednesday, wacky weather Wednesday. We've got a lot right, of names for it. Right, and I'm in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. so we do get a lot of that stuff, but their electricity had been out. For a couple of days. I didn't know this. And the mom reached out to me, had not heard from this woman in two semesters. And she reached out. I wow. did know a little bit about their kind of their socioeconomic situation where they lived mm-hmm. in the city. And being without power um, in some homes is going to be a little bit colder than it might be in other homes. And right. she was desperate. And she reached out and she said, Hey, I know that I haven't ever connected back. But we need some help out here. We need a, either a generator or I can't remember. Oh, it was heaters. She did have mm-hmm. power, but her heat was out. And mm-hmm. so I rallied. I reached out to other switch leaders and we rallied. We got all the appropriate equipment for her. And I certainly didn't have the vehicle to get to her. But another switch leader did, one of the guys. And he loaded up some things, went around town, bought, got three different things for this lady, took it out to their home so that they had what they needed. Now, I know that that seems weird, but I'm so glad that Trina and Cortland and I, the co-leaders, that we stayed consistent as we tried to connect with each of these parents. Consistency is the key. There have been other situations where we didn't hear from parents until, again, the family was in crisis. This was one of those, and there have been a couple of others. Um, but man, when when that happens, there's a connection there that you can't. it, it won't go away. The, right. the value add, the Jesus that the family sees through you, your persistence, your consistency really matters. And at right. that moment, it wasn't necessarily anything specifically about this student, right? It was about the family and the fact that she knew that we were available and we were just a text away. And she knew yep. that. So I just want to encourage you, stick it out, stick with it. Don't stop. The parent does care and they may need you someday. And when they do, you're going to be so glad that you stuck with it. Every leader who serves in Switch at my campus, I tell them, if you want to serve in Switch, you're going to be a pastor to students. There's a higher expectation. The bar has been raised. 
And so I need you to rise to the occasion and know that it can sometimes be extra weight, that sometimes it means that you're going to be in the middle of some messy stuff, but you were built for this and you were called to this. You're going to be a pastor to students, but if you do this well, you can actually be a pastor to families. If you've experienced ministry for any amount of time, if you've been doing this for a while, you know it's not easy and it's work. But hopefully you've also gotten to experience some rewarding stories, not because you did something spectacular, but because God did something spectacular through you. And as a result, there were some incredible things that happened in someone's life. And just like Ali was sharing, this family, being able to know, hey, I don't, maybe I'm not super tight with somebody, but in my moment of greatest need, I know who to call and I know who will come through for me. And we want to be the people that they come to in their moment of greatest need. We want to be those people, not because we want to fix all their problems, but because we know where to point them. And we are Mm -hmm. always going to point them to the hope that is found in Christ. It's not found in us. We don't build the church. Jesus builds the church. And we always want to point them to him. So, Ali, thank you so much for sharing wisdom and genuine care for this topic, because it's one of the most important things that we do. This is not a conversation that is unique to Switch. This is a conversation that we talk about in all of NextGen Ministry. We're going to partner with parents. We are not just going to reach students, but we're going to reach families. And it's important to us that we do that well. Um, our church has been around for a long time. Pastor Craig's made it pretty, in, pretty clear that our church doesn't exist without our student ministry. Uh, it certainly doesn't mm-hmm. exist tomorrow. And we continue to build the church on young people. And it is because of those of you that are serving and pouring into the lives of young people in our church that we will continue to see this next generation not drift further from Christ, but pull him closer and be the leaders of potentially their own families one day, but certainly their own generation. So for those of you listening, we love you guys so much. We appreciate that you care enough about your leadership and your development that you show up to listen to a podcast every single week on your own time because you want to get better, because switch means that much to you, because you recognize that we are always growing. And so as always, thank you guys so much for joining us on the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow.